off the near wall to Cole Yuli. Yuli with a shot and a score! Cole Yuli in the slot was able to get a nice pass from Caleb Herbert. And the Grizzlies retake the lead. It's 4-3. And Idaho tries to flip behind the air, but it stays into the stillhead zone with Cole Yuli. Yuli on the right wing. Tries a second pass to Walters, shot and a score! What a pass by Cole Yuli and Ryan Walters, his second goal of the season. And just like that, it's a 3-1 hockey game. Oh, what an unbelievable pass by Cole Yuli. Herbert flying down the ice. Shot, score! Caleb Herbert stays red hot. Oh my. Five goals and four assists already this season for Herbert. And he just got a nice pass and a breakaway opportunity and he capitalizes on the backhand to give the Grizzlies a quick 1-0 lead. Still, had, still have it at center ice. Over to Norris. Shot saved by Kevin Carr with four seconds left, and he'll cover up. Face off one by Caleb Herbert. He clears the puck, and the Grizzlies win. Grizzlies win 2-1, and there was no doubt about it. Kevin Carr was outstanding, stopping 27 of 28, and the Grizzlies get a big 2-1 win as Grizzlies now standings points in four straight games. Seven standings points through four games. What an outstanding win for Tim Branham's group. And welcome to the new Utah Grizzlies podcast. I'm Tyson Wyang, and it's a home week for the Utah Grizzlies. They take on the Idaho Stillheads for games three and four of a four-game, two-week, two-city series. Last weekend, the Grizzlies got three out of four standings points that they won by the score of 2-1 on Saturday and lost 6-5 in overtime on Friday. And if you're talking about recapping the weekend, hey, it was a positive for the Grizzlies. They picked up seven of a possible eight standings points to open up the regular season. And really, when I think of what went right for the Grizzlies on Saturday, it was the defensive end of things, especially in that third period when they're holding on to a 2-1 lead. Kevin Carr was outstanding in goal, stopping 27 of 28 shots. Caleb Herbert and Josh Winquist each had first period goals and really when you talk about the defensive core for the Grizzlies I thought all of them played well on Saturday you talk about uh, guys like Josh Anderson and Turner Rottenbright and Kevin Davis Taylor Richard was outstanding uh, also got a good performance from Matt Pufall and Joey Ratz I think all the defensemen uh, played pretty well and Tegan Zahn out there did a good job and uh, you know I think that that's what won the game for the Grizzlies and really I think that that's kind of a symbol of what the Grizzlies can become, and I think that that's part of the reason why they could be a pretty good hockey team is winning in different fashions. You know, you can win a game uh, by when you score six goals and really have an offensive explosion. You can also win games 2-1. You can also win the, the low-scoring type of games. And really, I think that that's when you become a pretty good hockey team is when you have the ability to win games in many different fashions. And the Grizzlies uh, played two very different hockey games against Idaho. One was a very high-scoring game on Friday where the Grizzlies had a 3-1 lead after two periods of play. Then Idaho came out strong in the third period, scored two goals to tie up the game, and then it was kind of a seesaw battle as Grizzlies scored to make it 4-3 as Cole Yuley scored early on in the third period. Then with about four minutes to play in the in regulation, Idaho makes it a 4-4 game, and then Caleb Herbert less than a minute later made it 5-4, and then Idaho with the empty net, there were six on five. They scored a goal with 43 seconds left in the game to make it 5-5, and then Joe Pendenza in the first shift of overtime. Uh, he scores for Idaho to make it a 6-5 uh, Steelheads victory. But, you know, if you're talking about 
still bringing up a standing point. Hey, we mentioned last week, it's probably going to be a scenario where you end up splitting, but the game you lose, if you lose an overtime or a shootout, you get a standing point. And so for the Grizzlies, hey, three out of four standings points in Idaho, you'll take that every time. I mean, you know, it's because you're playing a pretty good team. I mean, Idaho at home in particular is outstanding. And with especially with the offensive firepower they have in their lineup, and that's part of the reason why I was so impressed with the defensive unit on Saturday was because you got guys like Steve McParlin, who had an outstanding year last year. In fact, McParlin, 31 goals last season. Justin Prezek, who had the only goal for Idaho in the game on Saturday, a shorthanded goal, and really it was more an outstanding offensive play by him than anything else. He had 27 goals last year. So their top two goal scorers are back from last season. Uh, Alexander Dahl's there. Uh, you know, his brother Jefferson was their captain for many years. Uh, I guess that Jefferson Dahl is now retired. But last season, I know the rosters change from year to year so drastically, so what happens one year doesn't really mean anything in regards to the next year. But last season, Idaho was 23-9-4 and at home. So they're an outstanding home team, and really they've had a winning record at home in each of their last six seasons. They've reached postseason 15 straight years, so anytime you can get three out of four standings points against Idaho, you'll take that every time. And so, you know, for the Grizzlies, it, that's kind of what it was last week and this weekend. Same Idaho Steelheads team, but a new venue here at Maverick Center. And a lot of fun things going on at the Maverick Center that we'll talk about just a little bit later on. You want to make sure you stop by for Saturday with the specialty jersey night for Epilepsy Awareness Night. There's also going to be trick-or-treating on the concourse, $5 tickets for kids in costume. So that's going to be Saturday, October 27th. Now, Friday, October 26th is the second AFCU Friday. That's America First Credit Union Friday where tickets start just 8 bucks for AFCU members paying with their AFCU debit or credit card. And it's also Oktoberfest with beer special, uh, beer special prices. And so that's going to be a fun weekend for the Grizzlies. And it's also the first Metro by T-Mobile Pack the House Friday. This coming up Friday against Idaho, which means that you get a $10 ticket coupon at any participating Metro by T-Mobile location. It's Metro by T-Mobile, formerly Metro PCS. And so... Uh, you get a ticket uh, ticket coupon for $10 at any Metro by T-Mobile location. But, you know, for the Grizzlies, it's going to be an exciting weekend. As I mentioned, seven out of eight standings points. And really, we talk about getting off to a fast start. And that's what the Grizzlies have done. And make sure to follow the Grizzlies on Twitter at Utah Grizz. But in the first period of games this season, the Grizzlies have outshot their opponents 54-34. to and you'd say, all right, score, you know, shooting is one thing, but scoring is another. The Grizzlies have outscored their opponents 8-2 to two in the first period of games, and they've scored multiple goals in three of the four contests. So Grizzlies have been very aggressive early on in hockey games. The Grizzlies were, and that was certainly the case last weekend in Idaho, as the Grizzlies outshot Idaho 33-19 to in the first period of games last weekend. So Grizzlies have gotten off to a fast start, and they've been able to win the special teams. That's been something that's big. And I know the sample size is pretty small, but if the first couple weekends or any indication, this team's going to be pretty good on the power play once again this year as the Grizzlies 8 for 23 on the power play this year, which is best in the ECHL. Grizzlies went 3 for 10 on the power play last weekend in Idaho. Ryan Walters leads the league with four power play goals. Caleb Herbert and Josh Winquist each have three power play goals. In fact, uh, with Walters, it's not power play goals, it's power play assists. Ryan Walters, four power play assists. 
as like, you know, I, I can read my own handwriting. The problem is I put goals instead of assists to Ryan Walters. Obviously, it's four power play assists, and Ryan Walters has been outstanding. He's gotten off to a good start this season, two goals and four assists, six points in four games for the leading scorer last season for the Utah Grizzlies. And, you know, it's a shame about Josh Winquist, the guy who scored a goal in each of his first four games, including on Saturday in the first period. He was injured in the second period last Saturday in Idaho, and uh, it's not looking like he'll be back for this weekend's games, probably not the next weekend. It might be a little bit of time before we see Josh Winquist back on the ice. Still not sure just how long he'll be out, but he it looks like – He'll be out for a decent amount of time, which really is a shame because Josh Wenquist, early on in the season, not only looked to be a really good goal scorer, but he also seemed to be a great passer, especially on the power play, and just a guy who simply knows how to play hockey. And so uh, it's going to be disappointing to not have him in the lineup, and certainly he's going to be a big loss for the Utah Grizzlies. But one guy who will be in the lineup this weekend is Caleb Herbert. And as Keith Jackson used to say, and Caleb Herbert's been outstanding. I just wanted to do that and just find a way to get Keith Jackson in the broadcast. I don't know why, but a five goals and four assists for nine points in four games. He scored a goal in all four games, and he has an assist in three of the four games. He also leads the team with 16 shots on goal, and he's also tied for the lead lead with five power play points and three power play goals. So Caleb Herbert, who we kind of knew coming into this season that if he was going to play for the Grizzlies, he was going to get the job done because look at last year with Greenville, with the Swamp Rabbits, he had 24 goals and 28 assists. He had 52 points in 38 games. So Caleb Herbert... Uh, every bit as good as advertised, and really it's, you know, the thing with the Grizzlies, and I think part of the reason why this team can sustain success throughout the entire season is simply a matter of they know how to pass the puck around. You know, it seems like, especially on the power play, find the open guy, and, it, you know, it doesn't seem like this team really cares who scores the goals. They just care that goals are getting scored and, and that wins are getting put on the on the score, you know, Goals being put on the scoreboard and wins are being put in the win column. I mean, that seems to be the only thing that this team really cares about. And, you know, it seems like with every hockey team, they're going to be close, especially after bus trips to Boise and as the season rolls along and preseason, you know, team activities. You know, teams are going to be close, but it seems like there's something a little bit different with this team. Like, this team looks even more close. You know, it seems like the, the team chemistry seems to be a little bit better uh, than you would see in years past, and that's certainly good to see. It's really one of those tight-knit groups, and uh, you know, it's something that as the season rolls along, I think it's going to certainly help you out because obviously 72 games, you're going to go through a rough patch here and there. So for the Grizzlies, I think it, it's certainly good to see early on in the season that team chemistry uh, coming to fruition. Grizzlies did pick up a new player as they signed forward Tyler Coulter off waivers from the Jacksonville Icemen, and certainly it's good to get him in the lineup, especially with uh, Winquist going to be out with, an, with the uh, the lower body injury. Uh, Coulter, one goal and three assists in 14 games for Jacksonville in the 2017-2018 season. Jacksonville is coached by former Grizzlies head coach Jason Christie, who was with the team the first three years. They were in the ECHL from 2006 through 2008. And uh, so Coulter played four full seasons for the Brandon Wheat Kings of the WHL from 2014 through 2017. His best season in the WHL was his final season, where he had 30 goals and 33 assists for in 69 games, 63 points in 69 games. Overall in the WHL in four seasons, he had 76 goals and 100 assists. So Tyler Coulter 
six feet, 210 pounds, joins the Utah Grizzlies, and he's expected to be in action on Friday night against the Idaho Steelheads. So make sure to come to the Mavericks Center, watch Tyler Coulter and the rest of your Utah Grizzlies against the Idaho Steelheads. And remember, obviously, on Friday, it's got uh, Metro by T-Mobile packed the house Friday. It's also an AFCU Friday. So if you got an America First Credit Union debit or credit card, hey, tickets start at just 8 bucks when you pay at the Mavericks Center using uh, or pay for your tickets using the AFCU debit or credit card. Then, obviously, Saturday is the Epilepsy Awareness Night with the specialty jerseys. And so there's going to be trick-or-treating on the concourse with $5 tickets for kids in costume. So, uh, for the Grizzlies, uh, it was a good week last week, and we're expected to see another good week uh, once again this week against the Idaho Steelheads team. The Grizzlies are going to be very familiar with, as this will be games three and four out of four out of fifteen in the regular season. So the Grizzlies going to be taking on Idaho uh, this weekend. We mentioned the power play being great. We also mentioned Caleb Herbert. Uh, being great and defensively, the Grizzlies have been outstanding. Three stars from last Saturday's Grizzlies win. Number three star was Kevin Carr, 27 to 28 on save opportunities. Number two star Justin Parizek, who had a shorthanded goal for Idaho, 18:01 into the second period. And Caleb Herbert scored the first goal of the game for Utah. And as we mentioned, he scored in all four. Grizzlies games this season so we hope to see you out at Maverick Center we'll have another podcast a little bit later and uh, you know I've, I've been a I've been informed I, I offended a few people over this last weekend in Idaho and you know I, I'm one of those people that you know self-awareness isn't necessarily my biggest strength I'm that type of guy that you know, I'll end up offending everybody and, like, have no clue I'm offending anybody. So it's, so if uh, I said anything over this last weekend that you were offended by, I certainly apologize. It was, it was unintentional, but understand that I do have a tendency to accidentally offend people here, here and there. So I do apologize if I did offend anybody for anything I said uh, during this last weekend against the Idaho Studs, but as I usually say, it is what it is. We'll, we'll try to get better. Obviously, the game of hockey just moves so fast, and that's certainly one of the things. It's certainly opposite, just about the exact opposite from baseball, which is a sport I called this summer for the Rookie League Idaho Falls Chuckers, the uh, Royals affiliate uh, in the Pioneer League. And so... The sports are just about completely opposite, and so the game will end, and you'll be, you know, you'll go back and listen to the tape, and you know, I have to cringe sometimes, like, "Ooh, I said that," <laughs> you know, because the game, the game just goes so fast that you end up just having to call what you see, way good or bad, good, bad or indifferent. That's just kind of the way it is sometimes. But uh, you know, if I offended anybody last weekend, I certainly apologize. But hey, for the Grizzlies, you know, nothing to nothing to be ashamed of, and nothing to have to apologize for their performance. They've been outstanding the first couple weekends of the regular season and to make sure to follow the Grizzlies on Twitter at Utah Grizz Grizzlies are also on Facebook and Instagram as well and uh, we'll catch up later this week for another Grizzlies podcast as we get ready for the weekend series with the Idaho Studs remember to listen to Grizzlies and 60s on ESPN 700 at 1125 and 325 every weekday that's 1125 325 on ESPN 700 every weekday and uh, don't forget this weekend's games are both both games going to be on Utah's Classic Country AM 1370 in fact the first game on ESPN 700 is going to be on Sunday in Wichita that's November 4th in Wichita the Grizzlies are going to be uh, playing Wichita and that will be the first game on ESPN 700 so uh, we hope to yeah, hope you hopefully you catch the games, and hopefully I won't offend you too much. But it is what it is. Uh, Grizzlies taking on 
uh, in a five-game road trip after this weekend uh, to just jump ahead to the road trip. On November 1st, the Grizzlies are going to be at Indy to take on the Fuel. And then Saturday the 3rd, they're going to be at Kansas City. Sunday the next day, they're going to be at Wichita. So a quick bus ride and a trip to Wichita for a game on the 4th of September, or the 4th of November. And then they don't play till November 7th on 9, at 9.30 a.m. That's going to be an early kids game, 9.30 a.m. There's probably going to be a bunch of kids in the stands, so there's going to be a lot of noise for there. We hope the game will be on the radio somewhere. If uh, one of our partners decide to pick it up, uh, Friday's game on November 9th is going to be at Wichita as well. And then the Grizzlies head home and play Indy the next three games, uh, November 14th on a Wednesday and then November 16th and 17th uh, to start off a six-game homestand. So certainly one of those things where you look at the schedule, a lot of games on Friday – as well as uh, Saturday, the road trip does balance things out a little bit. As there's a game on thir uh, Thursday the 1st, and there's also a game on Wednesday, November 7th. and So it kind of evens out a little bit, and even a Sunday game on November 4th, as I mentioned, going to be the first game. That's going to be on uh, ESPN 700. Looking forward to this weekend, though, as uh, we're going to have Adam Turner, our Grizzlies insider. He'll be here as well, and uh, we'll hopefully hear from our director of photography, Tim Broussard, who had an outstanding first homestand uh, on the radio for the Grizzlies. We've interjected him a little bit, mostly because he just knows a lot about hockey and brings a unique uh, perspective as a photographer as well. And, you know, there's been a few times, especially last year, where, you know, there'd be a goal disallowed and he'd have the perfect picture to kind of tell you, all right, either it was a good call or it was a bad call and probably should have gone the other way. He has that unique perspective and is able to get that perfect shot and so for situations like that when we have goals that get disallowed and what whatnot it's good to bring him in and also good to get his perspective as uh, he's a goaltender in his own right and so good to get his perspective on how the goaltending uh, usually looks uh, in these hockey games because sometimes uh, simple save percentages don't necessarily tell the whole story and so it's always fun to get Tim Broussard's kind of perspective on things, and uh, so it's always fun to hear from him. And I know on the road, I'd certainly miss those guys as intermission, especially that second intermission. Didn't get too much of a of a break, but you can probably hear by the end of Saturday's game, you know, my voice was not necessarily <laughs> the same strength as it was uh, in the first period on Saturday. And I don't even know it's if it's back now. I probably still don't have the same voice that I had last Friday, and maybe it's just, maybe it's going to be permanent. I don't know, but hey, it is what it is. So for the Grizzlies. Uh, they'll be taking on Idaho this weekend, and we hope to catch you at Maverick Center. We'll do another podcast later this week and kind of uh, break down the the matchups, uh, the goaltenders, and everything going on with Idaho a little bit later on. And that will be on the next Utah Grizzlies podcast later this week, maybe either Thursday or Friday, depending on uh, when I get around to it. As, I, as I've learned, uh, trying to fill the big shoes of Adrian Denny, there's not necessarily a whole lot of free time involved with, you know, there's so much to do over the course of a week. But, hey, you know, we, we're just trying to just trying to get by and just trying to find a way to survive and uh, all that good stuff. So we'll catch you later this week on the next edition of the Utah Grizzlies podcast. I'm Tyson Wying, and it is what it is. I hope to catch you later this week. Make sure to follow the Grizzlies on Twitter at Utah Grizz. I'm on Twitter at Tyson on Sports.